And welcome on this Friday. I'm Arlene Bynan sitting in here for John Oakley, and I'm really happy to be here as we get ready for our weekend, and especially on this day where there's just so much to talk about. We're going to begin this hour by um, looking ahead at what to me is turning out to be an incredible topic, the legalization of marijuana. I mean, every time we turn around, there was some new aspect of it. It was just the other day, there was a... a study that came out that showed 15% of the people who are smoking pot had driven within two hours of smoking a joint. Is that so surprising? And then we have all these uh, these assurances that there's going to be a level playing field between booze and pot and should there be, but this is just going to be a minefield and such a complete change to our culture. Now we're going to talk about something that does tie into alcohol. It's, we all know, you know, people who try to quit, Alcoholics Anonymous. There is a Marijuana Anonymous. It is a group for people who are addicted to weed. Some people say that is not possible. My next guest has spent some time finding out what this group is all about. Rachel Brown is the associate editor and a reporter at Vice News. Rachel, welcome. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. When we hear Alcoholics Anonymous, we get it. What did you find out about the group Marijuana Anonymous? Is it similar? Well, it is similar. Basically, it's the same kind of program as Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12-step recovery uh, program. Essentially, wherever there's uh, anything alcohol, uh, the word alcohol in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous literature and so forth, you can basically swap that out for marijuana, and that's what Marijuana Anonymous is. And uh, like many people I've been talking to, they're very surprised to learn that this group exists at all. And in fact, it was founded in California in 1989 and has uh, been sort of spreading up, popping up a little uh, bit by bit around the world. Um, so it's interesting to know that this kind of group exists. It's much smaller, but it does. It does. And, you know, we all have stories. I mean, you know, I have friends who have kids who they say were completely addicted to marijuana. And others say that that is not possible. They say maybe it's a gateway drug. But what did you find out? Because I know in your piece, I mean, you open it up very strong. My name is David. I'm a marijuana addict. Yeah, it's uh, you ask any of these folks who attend these meetings and they are very adamant that cannabis addiction is real and that it is something that took over and ruined their lives. I spoke with a couple of addictions experts and medical experts as well. And uh, although the research is not as robust on cannabis as it is for you know, alcohol or even other types of opioids and that sort of thing, they say that cannabis addiction or dependency can affect about one in 10 uh, cannabis users. And But the thing is, is that the addiction itself is a lot more subtle than you would see with alcohol or other, you know, harsher drugs like opioids. Cannabis is a lot less toxic than those, uh, those mm-hmm. types of substances. And the withdrawal symptoms are far more subtle. So someone could have anxiety, trouble sleeping and so forth. They're not going to die when they stop. Yeah, they're not going to. Yeah, it's not life threatening. But how do people know they're addicted? I'm interested in their definition of what addiction means. And for them, it varies um, from person to person. I spoke to one 
marijuana anonymous attendee who said that he realized um, he was severely addicted when, you know, it was the only thing he wanted to do all day was was smoke in his basement. And mm-hmm. he, um, you know, after a few years, woke up and realized that he had actually lost so much weight. He said the cannabis made him feel like he didn't need to eat and he was 130 pounds and could barely move. Um, for another person I spoke to, he had started smoking in his teens and, you know, woke up one day in his 40s and realized that he couldn't maintain any relationships and, you know, wasn't able to hold down a job. So those types of signals, the fact that things may be disruptive at home or at work are potential warning signs um, if you're using cannabis heavily, that that may be the reason behind those things. You know, how about getting out of it? Is it similar? You know, we just talked about the bins aren't a problem here. There's not a medical facility. But I got to tell you, I had a girlfriend and she thought her teenage son was really addicted to marijuana. And she said, you know, I had to lie on the bathroom with this kid in, in the night Very similar to some other kind of a a drug addiction. Rachel, what did you find? In terms of, uh, you know, getting out of it, if if people are, you know, if people stop cannabis use after using it heavily day after day, um, it is possible. Um, A lot of the folks I talked to said it was a very difficult process. Um, You know, again, it's not going to be fatal like it could be for opioids or alcohol if you're you're consuming copious amounts of those on a daily basis. Um, But it was a struggle for a lot of these people. But they said that, you know, after they realized that that cannabis was a problem in their life, you know, going to a 12 step program like this helped as well as seeking out counseling and other types of health care resources that one would access when they're looking to treat any kind of addiction. What did these people at Marijuana Anonymous say about the legalization? Here they are telling stories about how they got away from it. What do they say now that it's going to be pretty much everywhere? You know, it's kind of interesting because a lot of them, you know, talked about legalization sort of outside the meeting. One of the pillars of the meeting is that they're not supposed to talk about any anything mm-hmm. sort of controversial or political. But they were actually pretty supportive of legalization and said that it was a good idea to regulate it and make sure that it's not, you know, being sold by criminals and so forth. So they were quite supportive of that. And they're pretty, uh, you know, they think that it's an individual's choice to use cannabis, just like it is to use alcohol and so forth. Um, But they think that there should be a better awareness um, efforts being made by the government when it comes to addictions and sort of potential negative aspects about cannabis. But they were overall you know, pretty supportive of the idea of legalization. You know, I remember when I came to Toronto as a young reporter many years ago, one of the first things I covered was a scientist who said that he had done a study and that he found a correlation between smoking marijuana and apathy and not wanting to do things and that it hung around for some time. Rachel, you've kind of just described that. So it's a strange part of the addiction, isn't it? Yeah, you know, one of the sort of uh, funnier quotes from one of the marijuana anonymous t- attendees was he was describing his addiction to cannabis as like being kicked to death by a bunny. Um, you know, he wasn't out there, you know, committing crimes mm-hmm. or, you know, sort of blacking out because of his addiction, but he was lying around and, you know, just very unable to, to connect with people in his life. So he kind of, you know, a lot of people in those groups describe it as an invisible or a silent addiction, which is sort of different compared to other types of addiction. I understand Canada is about to become a little bit of a landmark place in the near future when it comes to Marijuana Anonymous. They're holding their world convention in Toronto next year. 
Yeah, that's right. I was mm-hmm. it's the first time uh, the, the leadership, sort of the business side of, of the group is going to be meeting outside of mm-hmm. the U.S. So next year, they're going to be holding their convention and conference in Toronto and Vancouver. And so I think that'll be uh, really interesting in terms of raising awareness about the group. And, you know, they say that it's totally coincidental that they're coming uh, to Canada next year and that, it, you know, the fact that it's happening within months of our legalization is, is was completely not planned. Um, but I think the timing is certainly interesting. I'm interesting why they thought they had to have a specific group for marijuana addiction. Well, a lot of the folks I talked to uh, said that they didn't feel welcome or they didn't really mm-hmm. fit into places like Alcoholics Anonymous or even Narcotics Anonymous, despite the fact that a lot of people say that they're cross-addicted, meaning they could be addicted to cannabis as well as alcohol or other substances. But when they went to these other recovery groups, they said that they're often ridiculed or people didn't think that cannabis was addictive or for people struggling with heroin and cocaine, they used cannabis as a way to you know, mitigate using those substances. So they felt kind of looked down upon and, and that they were still using cannabis despite attending these other groups. And that's sort of why the group was formed in the first place, to provide a space for these people to talk openly and be supported about their their cannabis issues. Did they think, and when they needed that support, you know, you just don't think of it. It doesn't happen. There are other connotations that happen with marijuana, and some of their, some of their symptoms are seen as positive attributes of smoking a joint. Did they find that was a problem because maybe they couldn't get some sympathy out there? For sure. They often felt like that their their cannabis use was looked down on and that they couldn't be taken seriously as an addict or someone in recovery because of the type of substance they used, for sure. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Fascinating. And, you know, we're going to be hearing more about that. I think we can both predict that. Rachel Brown, thank you. Thank you. Rachel Brown, associate editor and a reporter at Vice who wrote about... Marijuana Anonymous. There we have it. Just another sign of the time. This is all getting very, very real. We're going to take a break. I'm Arlene Bonin in for John Oakley. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.